On this week's episode of Hey Sis, Eat This, Courtney has just awoken from a vivid anesthesia dream due to her first colonoscopy. I recount Mama Ashley's attempt to make crab elegante, which stunk up my house like a deceased lady of the night. Then we are joined by Brianna and Brittany, two sisters who describe their Mama Beverly as a sweet southern frosted flake. Mama Bev chose to cook cakes and cookies over carrots and casseroles, often ending in waffles for dinner. Her creative, whimsical, and broad bumper rail parenting resulted in her daughters becoming badass adult women. Go grab something savory because this episode might just be too sweet. We dedicate this episode to our idol and icon, Tina Turner, simply the best. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. How are you feeling? I'm hanging in there, you know. I just had my first colonoscopy this morning. Good, good. And I'm I'm dying laughing because I, I needed to come home and take a nap. And I said, I texted you nighty night and you said, happy anesthesia dreams. And I totally <laughs> forgot that you have anesthesia dreams oh, because yeah. I had probably the most fitful nap I've ever had. Oh, gosh. Because um, I was like, I knew we had to record. Mm-hmm. And I dreamt that we were in Montana about to interview mm. John Travolta for the podcast. Okay. At my in-laws house. And they don't have a house in Montana. <laughs> and I couldn't wake up from the nap and get out of bed. I kept trying to get out of bed. But mm-hmm. I kept, yeah. And I couldn't because I'd had an egg salad sandwich laced with pot. <laughs> <laughs> An egg salad sandwich laced with pot oh. that made, and I was too high and I couldn't wake up. And that was my dream. And then finally my alarm went off and I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm drinking the espresso your husband left in my refrigerator. Oh, nice. Maybe we should ask Andy what she puts in her egg salad sandwich. <laughs> well, I bought egg salad at the deli for Vivi to have this week because she likes it. Yeah. And um, we went to a deli after my colonoscopy because I was starving. <laughs> and I think that's where the um, where the egg salad came in. I'm not yeah. sure about the pot or Montana or, or John, John Travolta. Travolta. <laughs> I mean. Well, John Travolta in the dream was actually going to my in-laws for dinner. And I was like, oh, I think we can get him to be on the podcast. Like it wasn't <laughs> even a done deal. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so that was interesting. Those anesthesia dreams are no joke. I remember having them so many times after I'd had the retrieval for IVF and then when yeah. I had a couple surgeries and stuff for that and it is it's like fitful and like you feel like you cannot wake up and the dreams are yes. so vivid. Vivid. And I already and I kept... have extremely vivid dreams. You really so do. After that, it, it was like mayhem up in my mind. Oh, man. And I didn't sleep well last night because the prep medication (laughs) was intense. Did you just sleep curled up in a robe on your bathroom floor? I should have, but I I slept with very loose fitted pajamas (laughs) and I just kept running and uh, it was so terrible. But yesterday we drove home from the desert and Mm -hmm. immediately when I got home, I had to start the prep. Right. And I totally forgotten that I had 
um, booked a nail appointment with my lady who comes to my house to do my nails. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and she, I took it and I was, cause I asked Jason, I go, how long does it take for the prep medication to, to kick in? And he's like, Oh, a couple hours. I was like, Oh, perfect. So I took it literally within 15 minutes it kicked in. So I texted Crystal and I was like, um, maybe you shouldn't come. I just took colonoscopy medication. She's like, I'm on my way. And I was like, well, <laughs> you better hurry up her. I might be shitting in your face. <laughs> I didn't really say that, but I'm like, I am getting a pedicure. So that's not an optimal position to be in. No. And she was like, no problem. No problem. I'll be fast. And so my stomach was like making all these noises. I mean, she even asked, she's like, do you need to get up and go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And just like, I powered through it. You're like, Jason, do we have any old diapers in there? Yeah. I was like, Jason, you might need to come substitute and get a massage for a few minutes while I'm. Um... <laughs> so then finally I get through the, the manicure pedicure and I run upstairs. I go do my business. I lie back down in bed. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait here for the next the next run. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> and you text me, you're like that video you sent for the chef fresh Memorial day. It sucks. Like you need to redo it. And I'm like, Oh, so I had to t get out of my pajamas and put my dirty workout clothes back on and go <laughs> record the end of that video. And so I like put them on Jason's like getting out of the PJs. I was like, just for a second. <laughs> Something for the podcast, BRB. <laughs> Exactly. And then um, I had to do that. And then I ran back upstairs. Oh, and um, yeah, but I made it. Yeah. So but we everyone this is a word of warning. Everybody should get their colonoscopy mid 40s because I did have two polyps. Just saying. And um, they'll biopsy and I'm sure they're fine. But, you know, I'd been putting it off for years. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I've been putting it off for years, but this is a public service announcement. Get those colonoscopies. Mama Ashley was right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's right. Oh man, I'm glad it's over. So, but what got me through the colonoscopy is my friend has gotten into catering and mm -hmm. she makes this homemade bone broth mm. that is literally the best bone broth I've ever had. It's spicy. It's lemony. It's so <laughs> salty. And I could have that because it's a clear liquid. So oh. she makes me like I buy them, you know, every couple of weeks and I'll get like five of them and I put them in the freezer. I was defrosting all of them because that's all <laughs> I could eat. And it, I mean, it tastes so good. It feels like it has like, it's like fatty as hell. I don't right. even know if the that's collagen. even, I mean, oh, it's so good. So, I mean, honestly, if anybody wants it dm me that lives in la i'll get you in touch with her because i'll i have some for you in the freezer whitney okay. when you come it is i mean so good you do you do sound so californian right now with your bone I broth no <laughs> but it was for colonoscopy prep i, I don't usually like you. drink it by the gallons but i do love it just you know to have around i think we've also what's funny is you and i both drink just chicken broth warmed up i love it I love and this too. is better oh, and you know what i, I did is. I made the mistake of starting with the bone broth, her bone broth. And then I was oh, like, no, so freaking hungry. And I ran out. So then I was like drinking like chicken broth from the box. And it was disgusting. And, but I did, well, I was judging it with like, you know, salt and lemon and <laughs> apple cider vinegar and trying to recreate Doreen's flavors. You're like I just put some Worcestershire in there. No, but that's dark. You can't have that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know the rules. They're very specific colors of liquid you can have and brown and right. purple are not one of them. So it's kind of the opposite of like when you have a really nice bottle of wine, you should definitely drink that first before you move on to the rock gut. Yes, exactly. The opposite. You start with that. And then when you get real hungry, mm -hmm. 
the shitty chicken broth and then move on to the dense collagen-y, yeah. yummy bone broth. Okay. Oh, Doreen, mm-hmm. thank, thank you, you for getting me through my colonoscopy. I was starving. But my first meal after, do you want to know what my first meal after was at Factors what? Deli? What? Uh, Wavos Rancheros hmm. with a side of turkey bacon. How was it? It was okay. It was at a deli, so it wasn't that good, but I was just starving. I was about to say, not really sure what you were thinking there, but okay. <laughs> I was just, you know, I wanted to go to, for Mexican food, but then um, it was 930 in the morning. So <laughs> I just thought, just take me to the deli. I know they'll have huevos rancheros. So sorry to go on about the colonoscopy, but it's a bit food related. It is definitely. I mean, we learned all about bone broth, <laughs> but I talked to mama today and she was saying that she just chatted with you because you're going in your colonoscopy. She's like, well, listen, I don't know what kind of cream or ointment that they put on your butthole afterwards, but it just cures everything right up. Like you go in there and your butthole's on fire and then they rub that cream on there and you leave and you're like, nothing ever happened. (laughs) I was dying. Oh my God. Well, you know what? I didn't even notice any cream because I'll tell you what, that new Toto toilet you made me order that shoots the water up there saved my butthole. I mean, I, I really didn't have any issues because instead of wiping, I just sprayed it off and I was good as new. I didn't have the raw tushy. The raw. <laughs> well, I want to just go ahead and say that you don't have the Toto. You have the photo, which is the fake Toto. No, I don't. I oh, ordered you got the, the real, real Toto? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well. Your husband put it in my Amazon cart and I ordered it. He he upgraded me to the oh. to the Toto, not the photo. We we have the Kohler version, so sometimes we call it the Koto. Kohler is a very good brand. Hey, there are no complaints over here from our buttholes. But I told my doctor, I said, oh, she says, how was the prep? I said, I'll tell you what saved me was my new Toto. Like, oh, yes, that can be more gentle. You know, so. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't find it very gentle at all, but... It does the job. Well, you must have it on a high setting. Oh, maybe I need to adjust that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I made it through. Good. I'm so glad. And everything is going to be just peachy king with that little bum. Courtney, I mean, I I might start crying. I'm not going to guarantee anything. But we did lose our icon, our idol, the queen of rock and roll last week, Tina Turner. Tina. Yeah, we did. And it was... It hit a lot harder than I thought it was going to. It hit hard, but I also feel like she was so loved. She is mm. so loved. And yeah. and she just, whether you were a fan or not, she radiated love. She was just this cool, heroic woman that just overcame so many obstacles in her mm-hmm. life and um, always faced everything with positivity. Mm-hmm. And she's such an inspiration. I know she's resting in peace. And I think yeah. there's some other incredible adventure that's that she's on to now in her next life. I'm just saying. Well, I'm so glad that we got to live in a time where she was a part of our lives and a big For part sure. of it. Yeah. From birth, mom and dad mm-hmm. were always playing Tina. And um, she was a staple through our house, through all of our parties and at our weddings. We played her at both of our weddings. Oh yeah. Birthdays. Any, I mean, really any excuse. Any excuse for Tina. Every karaoke, it's our go-to karaoke song. And if you haven't seen our social posts that we did when the day she passed, go check them out. It's Whitney and I doing our Tina. Yeah. So I had a really funny story that um, you know, the song What You Get is what you see. 
Yeah. There ain't nothing more to it. So yeah. I remember way back in the day, daddy, I think you were in film school or you might've been just right out. You came up with this concept with a college girl or young twenties girl to, mm-hmm. to do a kissing booth, to pay yeah. for something or other. And daddy yeah. painted me this picture. I don't even know when this was, but he had said, you know, what, what we're going to do is, um, we're going to play that Tina Turner song. What you get is what you see. Because in that song, she says, um, some guys have lips that you can't stop kissing. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And she's like, and he's like, that's where we're going to cut to Courtney in the kissing booth with the guys. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so funny. We, yeah. And we never made that movie. We yeah. never made that movie. I think we should, but I, Maybe. every time still I hear time, but I don't think people are going to want to kiss me so much anymore, but uh. no. I mean, sorry, you're going to be played by somebody younger, Courtney. <laughs> You totally. It's not going to be I your movie so. anymore. <laughs> You're going to get yeah. screenwriting. Plus, it's like cougars kissing booth. <laughs> hey, there are some cougars out there that probably need it. Some divorcees that probably need it. God, that's the new concept, right? That's oh what we do. Gosh. We base it on, yeah. Or that could be the um, sequel. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> some divorcees that are down on their luck and they need to start a kissing booth. Oh gosh. Well, mm. I remember that. And every time I hear that song, I think of daddy explaining that. And I thought giving just, you the pitch, giving yes, you the elevator pitch. Yes. That's, That's so funny. always, I love it. It's so cute. Well, last week we talked to mom and mama Carol and That's so fun. Yes. And they talked about crawfish elegante, dirty crawfish mm-hmm. elegante. Yeah. I poo pooed it because crawfish are disgusting little Swamp bugs that you, yeah. Everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. So I'm talking to mama last week and she's like, well, you know what? I'm I'm going to make that elegante. And I got some crab in there that I need to use up. I'm like, mom, you've been needing to use up that crab for two months now. Oh no. Yeah. I keep telling her, she's like, well, I'm going to make crab cakes or crab pasta or something. And I'm like, okay. So she makes the crab elegante and she's like, you need to come down here and try this. I'm like, okay. Didn't get around to it. She took some penicillin first. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> took a shot of tequila after. Yeah. So she comes down to my house. She brings a crab elegante. So I open it up and I'm like, whoo, that's some potent crab, mom. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure this is good? And she's like, oh, it's fine. I take a little bit and I put it in a bowl and I start to microwave it. And I'm like, oh God. And I take it out. I'm like, you're gagging. Oh, God. You're gagging. gagging. I'm oh, like, Mom, I can't no. eat this. Wow. I think it might, might be the sherry in it or something. I'm like, no. I go, <laughs> I made a big mistake microwaving it. But now oh. I, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to eat this. Yeah. I like put it in a Ziploc baggie because I don't want it to stink up my trash. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized that the stench is in my microwave. Oh. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, God. So I start taking everything out of my microwave. I'm wiping it down. And you know what it smelled like? A dead hooker. Oh, God, a DH. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. So for the audience, we haven't really talked about this yet, but there's been several instances where we've cooked fish. There was a one time we made risotto with scallops, as Mama says, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was over Christmas, and I couldn't figure out why my trash can and my kitchen smelled like a dead hooker. And I'm like, God, what is it? Where is it? And I open up the trash and there was a little tiny piece of scallop in the bottom of my trash. It wasn't a dead hooker. It was a scallop. No, yes. A tiny scallop. Yeah. Tiny scallop. Potent. You can never, you've got to rid the trash immediately, immediately. after cooking any fish. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you even throw away the bag. 
or yeah, or the like butcher paper they yes, wrap the salmon saying. in. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, w- w- what was wrong? Did she taste the crab elegante, or did you scare her off from it? Well, I did. She wouldn't eat it after that, but. She said she tasted it and she's like, I just, you know, I don't think you can do do it just crab. And she also brings over like six cooked peel and eat shrimp. And she's like, do you think we should add those in there for color? Oh my (laughs) God. Oh my God. I think you should stick to the crawfish and not the crab. Sounds like a disaster. Clearly. Oh God. It was a kitchen conundrum to say the least. And then clearly Lance was in his office and I was like, well, um, what's that smell? Yeah. Yeah. And I told him about it and he comes in and he's like, Oh, dead hooker's back. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, mama, why are you stinking up our house? And she's like, well, I can't smell anything. It's fine. And I'm like, Oh boy. Oh, this was a real stinker. If you don't get ahead of it, that's the Mm -hmm. other thing. If you don't get ahead of that and you let that linger, Mm. it is a bitch to get out. It's a killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm. that was the crab elegante. Yeah, well, I know. And all y'all were trying to do is take some pictures for the website. So I don't think that worked out, did it? It did not. That's kind of all I got. And I think that we should keep this short and sweet. We have the incredible Bush sisters today that we need to get into because they were, they are just fascinating. They really are. They are, there's three of them. And we had the pleasure of having two of them on. And Courtney, you know them because Brianna owns Mm -hmm. Winston's Pies in Los Angeles, which are so good. Yeah. Brianna's um, a piepreneur. I don't know. I just made that (laughs) up. But she started Winston's Pies in Los Angeles. There's multiple locations and they're expanding all over Southern California. Her incredible sister, who's in advertising, joins mm-hmm. us, Brittany. Yes. And they just had a really fascinating childhood. Their mama mm-hmm. was this just wonderful creative force. It's a fun episode. It is. Let's get into this episode. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. We're really excited about some really fun guests, and I'm really hoping they brought me a pie. I didn't see her walk in with a pie, but that's okay. Uh. We can always stop by and get a pie at any time, but (laughs) we'll get into that later. We have Brianna and Brittany with us today, and these two sisters are amazing. Brianna happens to be a good friend of mine, but she's also the incredible owner of delicious Winston's Pies in Los Angeles. And it's really um, one of my, it's like my favorite dessert spot on the planet. Are I know. PDs. We'll get into They're how panty crazy pies. they are in a minute. PDPs. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know of our sister, hey sis, rating a food, but a PD is a panty dropper, which means it's so good your panties fall off. And all of your pies, especially the key lime and the cowgirl, fall into that category for me personally. Whitney's panty dropper is a little different. Oh, I mean, I love the cherry. Yeah. yeah. But we should also probably just let them say hi. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Brittany. Hi, Brianna. Hi. Thanks Hello. for having us. We're, We're excited. excited to have y'all sisters. We're excited to be here. Um, I think it's really interesting because it's very inspiring to me personally, but Brianna was an attorney and a major litigator for all of most of her career. And then several years ago decided, you know what? I love baking. I have these recipes. I'll let her get into the story later, but she started Winston's Pies. And now there are three locations in the Los Angeles area and many more on deck to come. And um, we'll get into her pie journey later because I think her mother, Beverly, might have been 
some what of an inspiration for this business. But um, I also want to know, Brittany, I don't know, we don't know you that well. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'm Brianna's little sister. Yay. She's little bestie. sisters are She's, the best. They are. Cheers to that. Yay. Cheers to our champagne Cheers. that we, we have champagne yes. here today. Get that I, clink on audio. There you I go. needed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, bubbly, bubbly sips down. So my name is Brittany. Um, I live in amazing Portland, Oregon. So I'm just further up the West Coast. Um, we have rain here today in Los Angeles, which just Sorry feels... Sorry about that. Are you kidding? It's a warm welcome for someone who comes from Oregon. It feels great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm the youngest of three sisters in our family and um, so delighted to be here kind of chatting all things food, all things family, all things sisters. That's fantastic. And what do you do in Portland? So I work in advertising. I used to have a career in New York where I worked in fashion and I worked with a lot of fine artists and designers. And then I moved to the West Coast and I got into the creative agency scene, which man, it is just so much fun, especially Portland, Oregon. Um, It's this like just absolute center of gravity when it comes to creative marketing and yeah. design and advertising. And um, yeah, I've been there for about 10 years. I was just thinking, are, Brianna. Are you on the suits side or the creative side? Great question. <laughs> I am for sure a suit. Like <laughs> a big, really? oh yeah, power. Like uh, I want the shoulder yeah. pad. Like work working girl. Uh-huh. Right. I'm not going to lie. I did just buy a vibrant violet top to bottom suit and I can't wait to wear it. And what y'all can't see on the podcast is that I'm six foot one. So imagine the six foot tall woman walking in in a purple power suit. I freaking love it. Yes. She she wears heels. You go girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wear heels. I'll be six foot five. No problem. What is your older sister's name? Bridget. Bridget. Okay. Bridget can't be with us today, unfortunately, but tell us Brianna a little bit about the three, the the relationship between the three of you and a little bit about that age difference. Age difference. So Bridget is three and a half years older than me. Brittany is seven and a half years younger than me. So we kind of had this long spread. Right. Um, she's a doctor. Wow. <laughs> she's a pediatrician and Aww. so good at it. She's amazing with kids. It's like a super special power she has. For sure. Um, and then, so she and I, you know, I basically was a baby for a long time. I was the youngest, right. all those sort of baby traits. I had those until Brittany came along and then I became the middle. Yeah. So I get to be a middle child too <laughs> with all those fun traits. Um, and we are, we were growing up, we were all super duper close because as we'll kind of get into it, our mom was a kind of hands off there for broader than bumper rails, I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so we got to have like a lot of that freedom and fun and creativity together and a lot of like sort of, you know, lighthearted whimsy. I, maybe. I'm excited nice. to hear about it because, you know, we chatted a little bit prepping for this interview, you and I about, you know, your mom's parenting styles and how it was different than the way you parent now, but also like made you the women that you are today. So let's get into it. Um, Brittany, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about Mama Beverly. Mama Beverly. Oh, man, what a start. She, do we curse on this podcast? Oh, yeah, we have that explicit rating. Mm -hmm. Beverly is the fucking best. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. She is this rare bird, truly a rare bird. And when I try to describe her to people that have never met her before, there's a lot of different kind of ways you can go in trying, attempting to describe this human. Um, on one hand, I kind of describe her as a Southern frosted flake because she is just, <laughs> where she is bubbly and effervescent. But what that description doesn't really capture is the depth mm-hmm. of 
truly how intelligent she is and her, she is ridiculously highly emotionally intelligent, very purposeful, very purposeful. Mm. I was joking around with Brianna, like my mom, she came to Portland a number of years ago when I first moved to Oregon and we took public transit. We hopped on the bus and I kid you not (laughs) within two miles, she knew everyone on the bus's name. (laughs) (laughs) Like she is just one of these people that is so welcoming and warm and really cares. She loves humanity. She loves people. Um, and she loves talking to people and hearing their stories. And she's one of these people that can just create space Mm -hmm. to listen, Mm. to be vulnerable. But Mm. for us as a family, she created a space for us to be our own independent people. And for her, the way that that often manifests was through creativity. Mm. Like Brianna and I were talking earlier today about the fact that she was able to hone in on, although she had broad bumper, right? What did you say, Brianna? It was like bumper 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 rails. She would really hone in on us being creative as a family. So I remember distinctly coming home from school and she had set up a whole, in our dining room, a whole tea party, Uh, 12 settings. And it was just me and her and a bunch of stuffed animals. Oh my God. Right? She's the the grandma who gets on the floor and plays and giggles and is goofy. And it's like, and then some grandparents are a little more, you know, a little bit more serious and that yeah. they've almost sort of lost that sparkle yeah. of play. Right. Oh, not no. Bev. Oh, Bev is yeah. like an eternal. I think what you're play. describing is more rare. Yeah. And right. As for a grandparent. Right. And, and how special and lucky for your kids to have a mama like that. Lovey, yeah. Lovey's like that. Mama yeah. Ashley is like that. She is. It's amazing. Right. Cause you know, Mama B, Mama Beverly. She moved from the East Coast where she'd been, we'd, she'd been her entire life. She moved out to Oregon to be close to me, to be close to Brianna, right? Be closer to the, her family. Mm-hmm. And she moved into this darling little house that is surrounded by big fir trees up in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And she has a room that is dedicated to art. Yeah. Oh, love this. And so when Brianna and her daughters come to visit, they can go upstairs and just truly fall down the rabbit hole of creativity <sighs> and paint. Oh, you want to paint? Cool. I got 900 paint supplies. Um, Love but mom, mama Beverly is truly one of a kind. Um, and just everything that she does, she is, yes, she might be a sweet Southern frosted flake, but the depths <laughs> of her humanity and creativity truly know no bounds. There are no bumpers on that one. Right. And I always like to say, and it is a good reminder for me as a mom, she never used the word should. Mm. Which I think is really hard. Which to I do, do too much. <laughs> she really didn't put that. You should do this. You mm-hmm. should do that. And um, I I think that was really special to like add on to like a purposeful way of living. Mm. She was very purposeful not to say should. Although it might have been mm. easier if she had just told me a few times you should or should. <laughs> she sounds like what they call today a unicorn mom. <laughs> Well, Mama Bev sounds fab and I want to get to know more about her and about y'all growing up. So let's have some appetizers. What was it like growing up at your dinner table, Brianna? Dinner table? Great question. <laughs> How are you going to answer this, B? I think we have to have a dinner table. I was going to yeah, say, did you, did you have a dinner table? We did not have a dinner. We had a dinner table. 
We had I, two actually. Oh, one yeah, was this a, incredible mid-century oh, glass thing, but beautiful glass. <laughs> the other one was wood. I don't remember eating dinner there a lot. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the table that I remember is actually the table on that back patio. Yep. yep. And in the summers, right, with lightning bugs mm. and with cicadas, just mosquitoes being beautifully <laughs> cacophonous, mosquitoes, all that goes with yep. it. Silver uh, corn. Mom loves silver corn. Mm. What's silver corn? Like the white sweet corn. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've never heard of it called silver before. So she would me call either. It. Silver corn. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. And me too. Yeah, so we would we would eat corn. We oh man, lots of shrimp. We ate a lot of shrimp. Mm. Although the fact peel and eat, peel and, and eat shrimp. Yeah, we did that too. Um, but that's the table actually that I yeah. remember, which was pretty casual, right? Yeah. I'd be running around like a wild child in the backyard and in the creek. Brianna and Bridget would be somewhere doing something. Our dog would be running in the yard, and we would just hear, "Hey, dinner." And we'd all kind of amble up to the patio and mm-hmm. sit down. And that's the table that I probably remember that's probably, most. That's a good one. Yeah. On the big patio. What did you do in the winter time? We you, definitely had dinner. So they didn't eat in the winter. Here's what I think. <laughs> they, I think. They hibernated. Yeah. <laughs> they ate so much shrimp in the summer that they were able to hibernate during the winter. <laughs> yeah. The kind of the dinner inside the kitchen, that table, I feel like I did like homework and projects. Right. Yeah. Well, how did you get into the baking then? We are not savory chefs. Right. So you probably had pancakes for dinner. All the time. Waffles. Waffles. She liked waffles. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Fred bread. It was a Fred starter that was in our fridge for decades. Sourdough, just Mm -hmm. the the sixth member of the family. Absolutely. Did it have a name? Fred. 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 Fred, the sourdough starter. Which is weird because our dad's name is Fred too, so I don't know how that (laughs) came about. But the neighbor, it was like, it came to us as Fred. So it was just weird that we had two. We oh love sourdough God. starter stories on this podcast. We, we've, yeah. we've met a few. We've been introduced to a couple. There was a Bernadette, Bernadette. on here at one yes. time. Yeah. And Fred. Now Fred. we've got Fred. How long did Fred live? Uh, Fred was multi-state. Started yeah. in New wow. York. Wow. Down to North Carolina. Easily. We can ask Bev, but like, I want to say like 10, 12 years. Wow. wow. Why she lied? Do you oh, have God. one now? No, but Dan is really into it. That's yeah. your hubs. That's my husband. Oh my gosh, he really wants to start. I started one for him. It was too yeah. old. Yeah, we're gonna do it again. Do we think that there's like a Guinness record of the longest sourdough yes. I'm starter? Sure I'm is. sure I'm there sure. is. Yeah. If not, there's probably an amazing Reddit thread. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> sure. And that's crazy. Yeah. 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 People go go. People go bananas for a sourdough. They'll oh, yeah. go whole hog. It's good. Ours was kind of sweet. It was, it was very. A, it, was it was a, a sweet, sweet sourdough. It was a sweet sourdough. Mm. What were the standout sweet dishes that she made? Like, was there a certain cookie or pies or what was that in your mind? I favorites. Always, I always think of hot milk, or the hot milk cake. What? Hot milk cake. Oh. We're both just deep. <laughs> so what cool. is that? Can you describe it? Is it is like a, you know what? The closest thing is actually the Susie cake, not the icing, just the yeah. cake part, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like a white sweet cake but kind of a dense cake, like almost like a pound cake, right? Yum. But it's made with hot milk. Ooh. And then she'd put like drizzle and a very simple icing on it. Yeah, could you like drizzle mm-hmm. ganache on top sure. or anything yeah, you want? Yeah, you could. She did like more of like a, just like a vanilla type of glaze on it. But you do could do y'all, chocolate or whatever. Have do y'all you, make that now? I was going to say, have you? I haven't made it in a while. I no, a few years ago. Maybe do you still have the recipe? Now ago. I want it. Yeah, we could find it. I haven't made it in oh, a yeah. long time. Can we put it up on the website? Edna has it. It's yeah. in Edna's book. Yeah. We'd love to add that to our website. Oh, yeah. Mama yeah, Bev's Milk it. Cake. Yeah, we could actually... 
put a buy now button and link it to Winston's. And so we you get pie. I know you oh, only okay. make pies, but maybe you could do a, a special, a hey, a sis, hot milk, milk pie. <laughs> a, <laughs> actually, inspiration. Yeah, I think you actually, can. That's great. It's a great idea. Hot, we, hot milk love. pie. There's some right, way you can make that happen. Okay. We do a lot of this. We do a lot of um, inspo sessions when we talk about Winston pie flavors. Oh, well, I see awesome. a milk pie, a hot milk pie in Winston's future. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there okay. anything that your mom made savory that you did like? I'll be honest. We made the dinner. We made oh, a lot yeah. of the dinners. Um, there is a, a re- pretty infamous taco night incidents, but we will not go into on this podcast. <laughs> we might need to. It ended in there, the it ended in the emergency room. Yes, we got to tell this story immediately. <laughs> there's a there's a spaghetti noodle oh, story, which we won't. Do you see how that they're just like running over that taco story no, real quick. I'd like to know how you ended up in the ER after the taco story. Which one? Mm. Who ended up? Uh, Brittany. Brittany. I okay. did. I did. I ended up in the ER. Do, do you want to tell a story or me to tell a story? I just remember being in there with the knife. Oh. Okay, it's it, we can make it. It doesn't have to be a very long story, but it doesn't matter. We we can edit anything. We listen, like. we grew up in North Carolina. We're talking about the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like we did not have access to the extraordinary diversity of cuisine that perhaps our children will grow up with access to. Mm-hmm. We were saying the other day, like yeah. Brianna had you hadn't haven't had an avocado until you, like you were in your twenties. That's true. Wow. Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't eat a salad till I was in my twenties. Probably. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> when we thought of Mexican food, it was truly Taco Bell or like the package. the package that you right. would get when you're in the grocery store. That's like pre made ground all- beef. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly right. So again, Brianna mentioned we would make dinner. So Brianna and Amy were in the kitchen with me when we were making taco night dinner. Okay. And anyone who has made taco night dinner out of the box, you know, right? When you open that box, what does it come with? It comes with, you got some sauce, maybe that, as you said, ground beef. Mm-hmm. Taco seasoning, seasoning that you kind of dump on the like weird watery ground mm-hmm. beef. <laughs> and then you have the foil packet with the hard taco shells inside. Right, right, <laughs> right. Now, how old was I, Brianna? I don't remember. Maybe I was 10. Second, third grade? Yeah. Maybe you was, think it was fourth grade? No, it must, have been, it must have been younger. Yeah, you were like third grade. Um, regardless, I was a tiny human with a non-fully formed frontal cortex. <laughs> and a very long bread knife. And a very oh. long bread knife. Where I was like, this foil packet. Serrated? Yes. Or, okay. oh. That was the issue. Mm. This foil packet, I can't get it open with my tiny little, with my tiny little paws. paws. I can't get it open. <laughs> These little paws are just grabbing at it, grabbing at it. Yeah, just get a knife. Okay. Put it through. Yep. <gasps> Still to there. To this day. Oh, I see there. it. I see it. There wow. Is. You really jabbed that package, didn't you? You know, you do things with intention when you're a bush girl. Mm. True. <laughs> I still remember like grabbing your hand and just holding it above your head. Oh, yep. wow. it was but an it immediate was, dad. So I have hand. this. So I have this cut. So for what you can't see is it's right on, on my left hand, mm-hmm. right on my knuckle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're sitting there and I was like, Brianna. And I looked down and oh, this is terrible. You can just see the bone. Oh, wow. Yeah, you it was went rough. Deep. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. Um, did and you a, freak out as a kid or did you remain I calm? don't remember you freaking out because we no? just like grabbed it. And, and like, gushing? Oh, gushing. I it hadn't started. I don't remember gushing. I remember seeing the white and then you're like, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, okay, we got to move. Because so, it's so 
it's so it's thin. thin right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and these, it doesn't, it didn't, I didn't, I probably didn't lose my shit because it didn't no, hurt. You, you don't have like the you Your body screaming. goes into but shock. But you were kind of like, what is happening? And were your mom and dad there? Dad. Dad was there. So yeah, I don't know where mom was. Uh, I don't know. But, but we you went, got stitches. Apparently. I got stitches. We went yeah. to ER. Um, but yeah, that was an Sorry. infamous taco night story. So right. have you had tacos since? I was going to say, is, is taco <laughs> Tuesday, does that give you a little PTSD when you... <laughs> I don't know. I no. Think it really sums up savory. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you don't like savory. <laughs> it's just like it really wasn't it it was it, never it didn't phase us. It didn't feel successful oh when God. we did it. I think I think that anecdote, yes. You're right, Brianna. That is a really good example of our relationship with savory. <laughs> it ends in the emergency room. It's true. But I think it also is representative of our relationship with food in general, which is like Give me that high and give me that low. Like yeah. I am not judgmental when it comes to flavor profiles. Like I will have that taco seasoning all damn day. Yeah. yeah. Like, and we talk, there is, give me a good white cake from a grocery store. Ooh, oh yeah. Really yes, sugary please. frosty. Oh yes, please. Mm -hmm. Like I think our family, like as we have grown up, as we have come into our own and Brianna has obviously become a professional extraordinary baker. We know we know good stuff, but good mm -hmm. stuff doesn't have to always be High the end. fancy stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fussy. That's so, so right. Fussy. Yeah. I think it's fascinating too that Brianna you know, makes a living and has this thriving business that's a, a cooking business, right. baking, but she's yes. like, yeah, I, I don't cook. I don't cook. She's right. like making these insanely peaty pies. I mean, your pies, it's just, it's too much, right? It's your favorite flavor, Britt. My favorite flavor, I mean- it's really hard because I've been around since the beginning, the early days. I know. Yeah. OG. OG pie days when Brianna was baking out of the fact that she just can't sit still. She's mm -hmm. on maternity leave, right? And she's like, I can conquer anything in this world. People say it's hard to make your own good crust. I'm going to make my crust, goddammit. I yeah. love it. <laughs> she started making crust and she just started making pies out of her kitchen and started selling it. And it grew, 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 grew into this little pie empire that exists in California. Yeah. But I love all of them because I've been around for the inception of each of them. And we were, right. we were actually talking earlier today. It's like a family member. It is. It's a, yes. It truly is. Um, Brianna is a great sister and that she'll ship, she'll drop ship me pies all the time mm -hmm. and they show up and we actually just, we would throw them in the freezer if we can't eat them that day. Um, so mama Beverly and I had the, uh, peach pie. Peach pie. Oh, it's um, so you send, Is that that bourbon one? So no. it's, oh, I love that one. It's peach, blackberry, raspberry, PBR for you Southern folk. Oh, Ooh, I love it. It's really good. That's, you don't compromise on ingredients and true. you choose the best fruit. Well, and that's yeah. why it's successful and people line up down the street to get them because it's, they're that good. Well, my Thank favorite you. thing is the, the little hand pies. Oh, they're fun. Like, the best thing is, so how are they like a silver dollar size? Or? So the pie bites? Yes. Pie bites. Yes. Oh. Those guys, I designed those uh, for Lana. I used to go for runs with my baby and um, I would have excess dough. Yeah. And just created these little, just use the dough and put a little fruit in there and then threw them in their little mitts while we I would go running. Right. Um, and then of course my husband being who he is was like, we need to trademark this. Yes. <laughs> this is a thing. And I'm really glad he did. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's I, great to like yeah. call the, call up my mom, call up Brittany, call up Bridget and be like, I'm struggling. I'm having this issue. I'm trying to make this happen. And they are fluent in baking. So <sighs> they'll just say, oh, 
did you even think of doing this? No, I didn't oh think my- of that. Let me do that. Oh my God, you're amazing. Thank you. How many times do you, me and mom talk constantly about recipes and well and that's why we're doing what we're doing right because she turned us into little savory chefs yes yes Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that it is it bonds you guys and it um you know we say it's our love language baking's y'all's love language and and you express it through love yes of baking so i think one of the reasons that we really aren't savory cooks in our family is it goes back to my mom who had a news column, like a mm-hmm. weekly column in the newspaper called really? Cooking Cleverly with Beverly. <laughs> did she come up with that name? I'm sure she did because she's super clever with words like yeah. that. She's she, she has fun with words. And it's kind of surprising because Beverly is clever. She somehow has a column about cooking, but never really cooks. Okay, this is fascinating to me. Yeah, so how she, did she get this job? I'm not sure. We need to ask Bev immediately what, how she got this column. She has a column, not just a job, a column Every writing about cle- week. about cooking. Sort of like, like recipes. Do you have any or, of these? Like, oh, I'm clipping. You know what's funny? I've actually never seen them. I've <gasps> seen it. I have seen it. Eyes on, but. It was the kind of that like old school home ecky feel. Yeah. And and she would like talk all about styles and techniques. Wow. But at home, Not no. That. You know, she had the technique. She had the training. She had to do home ec. Her mom absolutely she, trained her how to cook and bake. And she basically was like, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. So when I'm at home with my family, that's not how I want to spend my time. I want to make elaborate Oscar the Grouch cakes. Yeah. Which is what she chose to (gasps) do. Four foot long. Four foot long cakes. And then she did a Big Bird one and a Cookie Monster one for the cousins. Where do you get a four foot long Oscar the Grouch mold? No, no, no. You sculpt it. Yeah, she makes her own mold. Like Cake Boss kind of stuff. She would do her own. Wow. So I, I can appreciate that. When she has her off time, she's like, I'm not making the pot roast with the potatoes and yeah. all of the julienne veggies. Amazing. When we talk about the plaid matching plaid outfits for the newspaper, she made them. What? Oh, she could wow. sew too? She plaid matched the seams. Oh, wow. No, she oh. was an extraordinary seamstress. She's super, wow. like wow. made her own clothes. And then I think as she had all of us and her husband, she starts thinking like, do I want to do all this? Mm-hmm. Right. No. It's too much work. I mean, right. you, you think about being a modern day parent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that fills your cup? Because mm-hmm. there's so much that can drain your cup. There's so much mm-hmm. stuff that can like take your energy 100%. every damn day. Well, well, why do the things that, why do the things that don't necessarily fill your cup, do the things that bring you joy? Well, you she know what? And she was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Because I think so many women in our generation, especially I for one, you know, I, I know what fills my cup, but I don't do enough of it. I spend so much time. I spend, you know, take care of everybody and yeah, everything. Right. And or you feel the need to do or everything. you feel the need to the do pressure. everything and be yeah. everything for everyone. And it sounds that she, like she was such a free spirit that she and was self- able to really sort of take care of herself and self-care and her exactly self-care and, and find that inner joy and peace. Um, it's very evolved and enlightened of her. I think, yeah. And like we were saying, she's, Free spirit is a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And it's very aspirational. And sometimes as a kid, you look at how your parents are parenting and you know how I parent and I look at her. I love the not say should, mm-hmm. but also giving your kids the independence. Just 
make the decision. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. I, I really don't care if you have a fruit roll up for dinner. Right. <laughs> Is it the end of the world? No. No. Right. That's not. I'm going to start serving fruit roll-ups to my kids for dinner. I've had it. I'm done with cooking. I'm taking a page out of Beverly's book. Do it. <laughs> well, now that we've had some appetizers, I think we should get to the main course and talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in your family. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the holiday traditions that you had. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's such a good question. I also love every time there's a question asked, these two look at each other and they just giggle Giggle. and have the biggest (laughs) smiles on their face. And it brings me so much joy. Like our Christmas tradition is food. Yeah. And it's just being together and excitement and just these special moments. And Bev always made um, cinnamon rolls on Christmas Mm. Eve. So did our. And it's like sticky buns. Sticky sticky buns. Yeah. Like hot bread sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like that's just fun right. and delicious. I still want a sticky bun pie. Like I've been really working <gasps> yes. on. Yes. I, I know. Oh God. I think it that needs we could to really come up with it. Right. I, see, you yes. see, the, you see the potential. Okay. So I don't know about y'all's recipe, but ours is we do like the Parker house yeast rolls uh-huh. night before, but on the bottom you put butterscotch pudding. Yes. No, not ours. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's butterscotch pudding. It's brown sugar. Butter. It's pecans, butter, and um, you butter, put, and more butter. And then you put the rolls on top of that mixture, or do you pour? You put the buns in, and then you pour the mixture on top. No, Maybe a I bit think. Of both. Yeah, I don't know. But anywho, you, you let, let them rise, rise overnight. In, overnight in the oven. And if it's real cold, you want to put that oven light on so it gets, they rise. <laughs> so then you take them out in the morning and then you bake them. And they are like, they get oh, like so yeah. big and delicious. But I'm thinking we might be able to do something with the with butter, that, like, butter, pudding, the butter, 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 butter. So we don't have a butterscotch pie. So I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think it could be I'll make you buns. the sticky buns so that you oh, yeah. can taste them and see if you yes. get inspired by that. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like those those were very similar traditions in our house, except I don't remember a lot of plaid. There may have been a few plaid outfits here and there, but we um, never did matching PJs. And I've kind of started that over the years. If I can like get my poop in a group, then I can order it for everybody that I know. But it's really kind of fun. It's super fun. We do it. Do y'all have a new one every year? Every year. My kids look forward to it and we all match. Everyone does it. Like all three sisters. We all still do it. And now that my mom lives in Oregon, we do it with her. She gets her jammies. We also, like, it is fun when you think about traditions. Like some stick, some kind of sunset. Yeah. The jammies are going nowhere. Yeah. Like there's so much fun for everybody, adults and kiddos alike. It's like everybody loves Christmas Eve. You come home from service or you come home from what you're doing. You eat a cinnamon roll, you sit by the fire and you rip open those packages. Yep. Because often often mom's the only one who knows what the pattern is. So people are trying to figure out what do they look like this year? What am I getting? And they're all matching. Can we just take a moment for the magic of mom's? The yeah, fact that you're talking, you're thinking about this stuff. This is why we three do the podcast. In advance. Come right? on, magical mommy moments. <laughs> Thank you for appreciating well, that. My husband, Jason, was listening to the podcast and he called me. He said, you know, it's really sweet the way you honor moms. And he goes, it got me thinking, how do single moms do it? Like, they're really incredible. Oh, right. Because like, he was even- with Vivi. 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So after listening to an episode, he called me cause I'd been out of town and he said, you know, with you gone this week, it really got me thinking how incredible moms are, especially single moms. We got to give a shout out to single moms because they're doing it alone. Yeah, like, right. I don't know how they, and they're working and they're raising kids and they're doing all of it. They're superheroes. They're yeah, truly superheroes. superheroes. And he said, I think you take- should honor in your podcast, find a way to honor single moms. And we, we honor all moms, but especially we'll give a big shout out right yeah. now to single moms. And all the single mamas. All, all the single, single mamas. Exactly. Single mamas. <laughs> exactly. But, um, it is, this is why we do it because moms are superheroes, single mm-hmm. together, yeah. whatever. We're all goddamn superheroes. And so is Mamu too over there. Yes. Yeah. Just like um, the honorary mom over here. That's right. And the mom of this podcast. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Birth this big baby. Exactly. <laughs> so with your mom being so creative and you said she was a writer and Good with had words. lots of great words. Yeah. What did she have any funny sayings to y'all? My favorite. I have two, but my favorite is it could happen. It could happen. Oh, <laughs> I really want to go do this. And this could be really fun for me. Mm, it could happen. Oh. Mom, like, mom, maybe we should go do insert anything that is something mom doesn't want to do. Oh, <laughs> I see. Uh, sure. It could happen. And then immediate Disconnect eye contact, uh-huh. go do something else. Yeah, it's oh, a hard no. It's a hard no. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. That's a southern woman's hard no. Yes, hard ma'am. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's It's the funny. no version of God bless their soul. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, oh, right. bless their heart. Bless right. their heart. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's really I good. Wanna, I'm going to use that with Lance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's the What perfect... are we doing later tonight, honey? <laughs> it, it could happen. Hard no. <laughs> Ooh, babe, I, I can't wait to get in bed with you. It could happen. <laughs> exactly. That That's is the perfect a, non, it's the perfect positive. Yeah. Non-committal response. Yeah. Does she have any of those Southern sayings like our mom, for example, like, I was drunker than Cooter Brown. Like, does she say things like that? God, I wish. You know, that is one thing. Like, we have a lot of Southern in our family that like manifests in weird, funny, oh, yeah. delicious ways. Yes. yes. But the like analogies, turns of phrases, that doesn't, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't show up too much. No, more in uh, definitely the food and the dress expectations, the unspoken. Somehow I know all of these weird rules of what I was supposed to wear or not wear and what's acceptable and not acceptable. Yeah. What are they? Just, you know, like... I think um, they tend to be a lot more conservative than like what how do my you set kids a, are. How do you set a place set setting? Set a place at a table. setting. Yeah. Right. All right. this stuff. Yeah. It really is. I'm almost like offended when my kids don't know it, but I guess it hasn't happened by osmosis here. Right I want to hear some of the dress rules. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's just sort of like how long your dress can be, how long your shirts are, of course, your hair when you walk into a special place, what mm. are your shoulders covered, oh. which seems really basic, but would your not. Would your mom leave the house without her face on or does she always have to put the face on before <laughs> she leaves? Yeah, she would. Yeah. And I remember one time, even as a child saying like, oh, mommy, you're so beautiful. You don't need makeup. And she was really offended. <laughs> <laughs> she got really mad at me. It, it was true. like the only time she was upset at me. And I thought, well, why was she so upset? 
We've loved getting to talk to the two of you, learning more about wow. both of you here for and hours. Mama Beverly, exceptional women. She raised strong, beautiful women, and you both are that. Um, so let's have some dessert to round out this episode, and we'll start with a little rapid fire questions. Okay, Brianna, give us one word to describe your mom. Fun. Brittany? A boolean. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know me either. <laughs> no, I can do another one. She's effervescent. She's she just is. like loving life. Yep. Loving life. Okay, I like that. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go look at that in the dictionary later. <laughs> There's smart. She went to Penn with me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm feeling that. Yeah. I'm feeling her pen versus my ASU, okay? Right. <laughs> Um, Brittany, who's her favorite? Beverly's favorite? Yeah. Ferris. Yeah, my son. My son is her favorite. Oh, good one. Beautiful, beautiful video Brittany sent me of Ferris, like drawing on a easel and my mom just like bopping behind him, dancing to who was it? Who was on like Tina Turner. Or oh yeah, we love Tina. They, they have um, record players, of course, because yeah. we listen yeah. to a lot of soul and funk in yes. our house. Ooh, love and it. so Bev is just like bopping, and Bev is like super skinny, tall, and beautiful, and just bopping. And then there's this like toddler drawing, and it's mm. perfect. Oh, and I, I was it. like, oh, that is Bev's like animal age is yeah, toddler. spirit age. Her That's spirit, spirit age is toddler. Yes. And it's fun. She's ready. And the world is exciting and fun. I, I want to be her. <laughs> right. And just see the wonder and excitement and fun of things and not just be weighed down by sort of the heaviness of responsibility of being an adult. I love yeah. That. Okay. Brianna, who makes her laugh the most? You know the answer. Who do you think? You. I think I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say <laughs> <I> that. <laughs> you own no, it, girl. You own it. Brittany, who pisses Beverly off the most? That's weird. I don't know if she has that emotion. <laughs> well, yeah, then that's the answer. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually think that's a... Pissed off isn't in her no. emotional vocabulary. Yeah. She would this say woman, something like... My mom immediately said me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Brittany, what is the best advice that Mama Bev has ever given to you? You know, it's, so here's the answer. Um, advice doesn't have to come in the shape of words, right? Absolutely. Oh, you're good. (laughs) good. (laughs) Because basically remember the no should thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know advice from she doesn't, I, she, it's, she, she's very articulate. She's very kind. She's very human, but she doesn't impart Mm -mm. words on people or expectations on folks. But what I would say is that there is learned advice, right? Mm -hmm. There are, there are moments where Beverly, my mom being exactly who she is serves as an example and someone to look up to modeled behavior. That's That's what I was going to say. A big takeaway for me personally from hearing you girls speak is that she modeled really incredible behavior for how to be an independent woman and how to, to be a confident and self-sufficient woman. Yeah. Because if there's one thing, I just got the chills. If there's one thing that I want to give my daughters that they can take away from me being a parent is I want them to be 
confident and independent. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a little bit of Beverly away with me today and a apply bit that a little bit of Bev take away Bev. with me. And I really, I genuinely thank both of you for that because I, I got so much out of this interview and she sounds so incredible and I, I want to meet her. It's exactly what you're saying. I mean, right. She has just been her own human and, but at the core of it, right. When you think you use the word confidence, confidence is not necessarily the core of what makes a person a person. Mm-hmm. It's resilience, right? Yes, mm. for you sure. You have to be resilient. You have to understand yourself. You have to be willing to navigate the tough shit that just happens in life. Yes. She is an extraordinarily resilient human that has allowed her to be confident in her own skin and allowed us to model that behavior as her daughters. Um, but that's what I would say. It's it's not words. It's just her own resilience and the fact that like she just kept on keeping on despite whatever the world threw at her and right. she did things in her own way. Well, we're going to need the milk, hot milk cake yes. recipe that I we can share with our guests. Yep. I think so. I was going to say, I don't know if you know this, what? when I was really little, she told me, this is advice. I think it's the only advice I got from Beth. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. What is it? In life, there are people who hug and those who like to get hugged. Oh, and Daddy and Bridget like to get hugged, and we are huggers. I'm a both, I guess. There you go. I'm a hugger. So I, I think my mom's love language like is snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I love to snuggle. So I snuggle my girls a lot. Yes. Snuggles are a big part. Like, we're big it's important. Talkers. Yeah, we, I mean, we have snuggle central at yeah. the Wolder House. Yeah, we call yeah. it snuggle central, too. Yeah. Get in there and we snuggle up. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you, ladies. In true Hey Sis fashion, we're going to finish this out with uh, a little I love you, I love your show. I love you, I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.